0: I trust that uh, you have been encouraged by the word. I trust that you're paying attention to these scriptures. And as we read them, and as we're going to read Romans chapter 12, verse 3 to 8, in just a a few seconds here, I trust that as you're reading and rereading these scriptures, that they're causing you to respond, to think of yourself in these ways, to be transformed, to let the word of God truly help you to mature as a disciple of Christ. And that's part of what we're talking about even today. But today as we go into body ministry part three, we're talking about developing or really exercising our spiritual gifts. So let's read Romans chapter 12 verses 3 through 8. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We have different spiritual gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Don't go too quickly past these words. Listen and and let them get into you. These are inspiring words. These are words of great promise that the Lord gives each one of us gifts, and he gives different gifts so that we are necessary one with another to be functioning together. And we are to use our gifts to serve others, especially those in the body of Christ. So our responsibility is to eagerly desire the gifts and seek the Lord for those gifts, not according to what we think is right or best, but according to how the Lord, the gift giver, determines what we should have and when we should have it. So last week, we saw that discerning and discovering our spiritual gifts begins with learning more about the gifts themselves. So we looked at the whole list of gifts and we said we need to look at the whole list together and understand that there are all sorts of different gifts that are called out in the different scriptures. And as we do that, We study the scriptures to learn what each of these gifts are, how they operate, and what the outcomes are when we exercise these gifts. We study the scriptures to learn what these gifts are, how do they operate, and what are the outcomes when we exercise these gifts. So as we wait patiently on the Lord for wisdom and grace we engage in as many of these gift areas as we can. We serve, we lead, we help, we do whatever needs to be done in the church and in the world that the Holy Spirit directs us to do. And in that process, we begin to discover and then develop the gifts the Lord has given us. So we're looking at the gifts, we study them, we We go through the descriptions and the definitions of these things. We look at examples. We study other people's lives. And in that process, as we discover what is going on and what these gifts are about, we have some steps. We have some actions that we can take. So let's go a little deeper into those discovery and development steps. Step one, we... Examine ourselves. Remember that our call is to think of ourselves with sober judgment. That means we examine our motives, our actions, and our results to see how they align with God's word, God's will, and God's children. Everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we think, we want to see how does it align with God's word, his truth, with God's will, what he wants, and with God's children, the body of Christ. And we look for how the Lord has been working in and through us. We're examining ourselves. We're we're looking at how the Lord has been working in and through us. And here are some questions that we ask ourselves. What is the Lord saying to me as I learn about the different spiritual gifts? Which one of these or many of these gift descriptions resonates with my spirit? As I hear that, as I study that, as I look at that, as I consider the examples, which one of these gifts resonates with my spirit? How Have I been led of the Lord to serve the body of Christ? What has happened in the past? How has the Lord led me? What have I done or what has the Lord inspired me to do with regard to the body of Christ that touches in one of these gifts or these gift areas? Are there experiences and learnings from my past that are relevant for the current situation, for the present. So, have I gone through something in the past that has prepared me, equipped me, taught me, and brought me to where I can do something in the present, so that I'm paying attention to those things of how the Lord has led me thus far. And then, as I'm looking at what is going on in the present, and I'm looking at the current situation, what area of need has gotten my attention What have I felt burdened about? What have I noticed? Or what problem areas have I noticed? And what ways and what have I thought of? Or how has the mind of Christ in me itself? How have I started to think about how I could help? What are the ways in which these particular things are getting my attention and causing me to think, oh, this is what could be done? This is how this could be addressed. This is what I could do. And then, in what ways already have I been fruitful when I started to help and serve others? In what areas did I start to step out, take an action, do something? And I started to see fruit. I started to see some impact. I started to see God moving in that. And as I was doing that, in in doing those things, what did I feel? Did I experience the peace of God that guarded my heart and my mind in that action, in that thought, in that activity? Did I experience the joy of the Lord as my strength? As I was serving in the way that I perceived the Lord was calling me to serve. So as I took these steps, what was I feeling? What was I experiencing? What was going on? And then... What kind of feedback did I receive from those around me? Were people encouraging me to keep going in this area? Or were they saying to me, well, maybe you should look for something else? Is there something that was coming to me as counsel, as feedback, as input from those in the body of Christ that helped me to understand the impact of my actions, of what I was involved in? And then are as I'm doing all of these things and I'm asking the questions of myself and of others and of so on, ultimately I also want to ask this question. Am I experiencing the Lord's pleasure in this, what I'm doing? Is the Lord pleased with me? Can I look at this and say to the Lord, Lord, what do you think of this? And know that he says well done, good and faithful servant. Or this is What is according to my will? This is pleasing in my sight. So do I experience those things? Now, uh, as a supplementary step to asking our own questions or coming up with these questions on our own, you can also go through various spiritual gift inventories, a number of tools, that are available online and in different forums and they contain all sorts of questions, several questions related to these various gifts to help you discern and discover your gifts. Now, if any of you are interested in doing something like that, please come and talk to me and we can. I can help you with that. We can look at some of these inventories and you can go through them. Some of them are long, some of them are short but they are just practical ways to ask questions and to Look at all of these areas with that kind of a objective lens. As objective as you can be. And the main point of asking all these questions of our self-examination is to be led by the Holy Spirit to discern and discover our gifts. Now, James 1.5 tells us that when we ask the Lord for wisdom, When we ask him about our spiritual gifts, when we seek to discern and discover, the Lord will answer. The Lord gives generously to all without finding fault. When we say, Lord, I don't know what my gifts are, please show it to me. God doesn't say, nope, I'm going to hide it from you. He will reveal what his will is, what his answer is what his gifts are for us. So we ask without doubting. We come to him and we say, Lord God, I want to discern. I want to understand. I want to discover. And then we engage in listening prayer, in paying attention to the Holy Spirit to see what is the Lord telling us directly? What is he telling us through the counsel of others? And how is the Lord orchestrating our circumstances and the events and the things of our lives so that he's speaking to us through those ways? And in doing that, we're able to hear from the Lord. So our purpose here is that we examine ourselves, we ask these questions, we ask for wisdom, we come to the Lord so that we may discover, so that we may discern and discover these gifts of the Lord. Once you have at least a general idea of what your possible gifts are, then what? What do you do then? Well, then you take a step of faith. You act. So step two, we act. Now, go back to Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. What does Paul say we should do With our gifts. Use them. He says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. In other words, act. Use your gifts. If you feel that the Lord is calling you in a specific area, if the Lord is is gifting you, prompting you, and empowering you, take a step of faith, start to act in that area. Don't wait till you're absolutely certain whether you have a particular gift or not, and what exactly, and is it this one, maybe it's not quite that, but maybe only in this circumstance, I'm not sure if I really should do that. If you believe that the Lord is leading you, if you believe that the Lord is gifting you, if you believe that the Lord is using you, take a step of faith. Act. If the Lord is leading you to prophesy or serve or teach or encourage or give or lead or show mercy, then work with the leaders of the church to prophesy or serve or teach or encourage or give or lead or show mercy. Act. Do. Take a step of faith. But here's the question. Because sometimes we can be presumptuous. We can act without really having heard from the Lord. We don't know how to act. We don't really know our guidelines, our boundaries. We just sort of do something. And that can be destructive. That can be disruptive. So how should we take biblically-based Spirit-led, body-building action. That gets us to step three, we build the church. We examine ourselves, we act, but we build the church. So all of these things are building towards that step two, that, that step that, of building the church. So as we have been doing in the past weeks, let's go back to 1 Corinthians. In this context... Let's go to 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verses 26 through 33. What then, 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, verses 26 through 33. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church And speak to himself and to God. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged." The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. What is the guidance from the Holy Spirit for how the gifts of the Holy Spirit should operate in every church, in all the congregations of the Lord's people, those exercising spiritual gifts must be focused on building up the church. And those exercising spiritual gifts must do everything in a fitting and orderly way. Notice the emphasis on building up the body of Christ, the church. If we are not focused on body ministry, we can end up misusing our gifts. If we are focused on ministering to the whole body, then we will seek to be fitting and orderly. If we are looking to build up the church, we will look to say, how can I do this in the best possible way? How can I do this in an orderly manner? How can I do this in a way that fits or helps the rest of my brothers and sisters. That will become our focus. So orderliness in a church is not about doing what the pastor wants or what most people think should be done. Orderliness in a church should never come out of fear, shame, or control. Let me just make that clear. We're not talking about Doing what is required you know, when, you know, there are some rules and then if you follow that rule then everything is okay or that everything will be orderly and many times you know, we, we set these kinds of rules or we behave in a certain way and it really is motivated by fear, shame or control not really the word of God but how is it that orderliness comes? Orderliness in a church comes from what we have learned already it must be love for the Lord and love for each other that moves us to behave in a certain way. It has to be the love of God that gets us to behave in a certain way. As 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 to 7 teaches us, if the gifts of tongues, prophecy, knowledge, wisdom, Faith, service, and sacrifice, even sacrifice, are not rooted in love, then they are meaningless. Read through that scripture. Read through that passage. We talked about it even last week as the chapter of, you know, talking about the love of God, the agape love of God. But what it is saying, that chapter opens with these statements that if we speak in tongues or prophesy or have knowledge and wisdom and, We exercise great faith, and we serve, and we do all, but it's not rooted in love. If there is no love as we are doing these things, then they are like clanging cymbals. They're just making a lot of noise, but they are not fulfilling the will of God. They're not impacting people's lives. They're not making a difference. They are meaningless. The love that drives the exercise of the spiritual gifts the love that undergirds our expression of our spiritual gifts must be patient, must be kind. That love that that is motivating us should not be envious. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not dishonoring of others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It does not keep a record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil. It rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It's always hoping. And it's always persevering. That's the nature of the love that's described. So it's that love, that kind of love, that is expressed when we exercise our spiritual gifts. Now... If we are exercising spiritual gifts with that kind of love, then we will not misuse the gifts. If we are exercising spiritual gifts with that kind of love, then the church will be built up. If we are exercising spiritual gifts with that kind of love, we will do things in a fitting and orderly manner. So, we examine ourselves, we act, we are focused on building up the church. But here's the thing, the exercise of spiritual gifts and the development of these spiritual gifts, the maturing of these gifts, the ability for us to continue to grow in the Lord in these gifts comes from the fact that once we start, once we start to build a church, once we start to examine ourselves, once we start to act in these ways, we don't stop. We continue to examine ourselves regularly. The Bible encourages us to examine ourselves in the Lord regularly. Not just once, twice, not just at the beginning of your walk, not just when you received the spiritual gifts, not just when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, not just when you you had some fruit or you saw the fruit of what you were doing. You said, oh, I'm I'm good in the Lord, I, I am in the Lord, I'm doing the things of the Lord and I must be okay. No, but rather... Regularly we would examine ourselves to see what our motives are. To see if our heart is remaining pure before the Lord. To see whether our hands are clean. The actions that we have taken are acceptable before the Lord. And to know and to examine whether our faith is sincere. So throughout throughout our lives doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian, that we would continue to examine ourselves. That we would say, Lord God, help me. Shine the light of your truth, of your revelation, of what is driving away the darkness. Shine that light of the word into my heart, into me, so that there is a complete transparency, there is a complete revelation, there is a complete Just a revealing of what's in my heart. I know, I see what's in me. And because that is then revealed, I'm able to bring those before you. And if there is a wrong motive, then the motives are addressed. If my heart is not pure, then my heart is cleansed. If my hands are not clean, then you forgive and I restore and I come back to you with repentance. And if my faith is not sincere, if I have been doubting, if I have been going astray, if I have been doing something else, then I return to my first love so we examine ourselves and we continue to examine ourselves in these ways next we continue to love we continue to love in the ways that we just talked about from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 we don't simply say well I used to love or I think I will love and because the gifts have been given to me then you know I'm okay No, we say, I want to always make sure that I'm exercising the spiritual gifts. I am developing these gifts by and through the love of God. I continue to love in these ways. Patiently, kind, with kindness, with no envy, no boasting, no pride that says, oh, look at me, look at what I'm doing. We are always not self-seeking, but other seeking, other centered we're not easily angered or provoked and when we are provoked or when we do see a wrong that is there we're not keeping a record of it we continue to love in these ways and when we do that, when we persevere in those ways, when we continue to love like that then the expression of our spiritual gifts is undergirded by that kind of love, so we continue to examine ourselves, we continue to love And we continue to exercise our gifts in a fitting and orderly manner. The Bible has a lot to say about submission to authority, about understanding how to live in terms of the 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 structure of the church and the structure of the body and so on. And let's, you know, let me be clear about this. Sometimes we lead and sometimes we follow. The same person has to do both. It's never a situation that we would exercise sort of only authoritarian sort of rule or, or command over somebody else or over people in the church. Instead we submit to one another. We respect one another. We look to one another and we say, how can we do things in a fitting and orderly manner we look to building up the church in that regard and when we do that in an orderly and fitting manner we say what is the vision of the church what is the mission of the church what is it that we're trying to accomplish what is it that we're trying to do what is the activity that we are going after and how can my gift fit in that how can my gift help to build that up how can my gift complement my brother's gift, my sister's gift, so that we would be building up this church together? So that fitting and orderly manner, you know, even in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, there are some verses there that I did not go into and that require some more time and attention to really break down and to look at it more carefully and about roles and things like that, but the whole point, you know, rather than arguing about what exactly is fitting and orderly and should you speak in tongues publicly or not and all of these kinds of things, we can certainly talk about them, the more important point that I would make to you is, are you seeking to build up the church in love? Because if you're seeking to do that, if you consider your members of the body and the members of the church higher than yourself, with greater regard than yourself, you want to build them up, you want to see the Lord working in these ways, and you're doing it with love, then orderliness will follow. If you try to follow a rule, if you try to impose something, then people may comply, but it's not being done with love. It's not being done out of concern and care for the fellow member, for the fellow brother, for the fellow sister. And at some point that starts to break down. Rather we want to continue in love. We want to exercise our gifts in a, in a fitting and orderly manner. And we want to continue to do this until we die or the Lord returns. The exercise of our spiritual gifts for the benefit of others is to be a lifelong thing that we would say, oh Lord, God, help me to persevere in this. Help me to continue to exercise these gifts. Help me to give in these ways for the benefit of others. And so this morning, as we hear these things, as we look at these truths, ultimately, we respond and apply by exercising our gifts. We respond and apply by exercising our gifts. Our gifts. We say to the Lord, Lord God, I need your help. I need your help to discover. I need your help to know what my gifts are. But now, Lord, that I start to see these gifts, and I start to exercise them, and I start to see the fruit of them. Lord God, I need your help to keep doing that, to keep doing that with consistency, to keep doing that faithfully, to keep doing that with fruit so that it may be fruitful, to keep doing that in such a way that your kingdom advances. Your will is done in each one of us individually, in all of us collectively, and your kingdom advances in this place, in Concord, in the Charlotte area, in the state, in the nation, in the world. We want to see that take place. We want to see that happen. We want to see the Lord blessing and prospering and guiding and directing us in that regard. So this morning, you know, even as we complete this look at Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8, I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I want to say to you, press in. Press into the Lord. Press into the Holy Spirit. Depend on Him. Look to Him. Ask Him to come and have His way and to do this work in us. And say, oh Lord God, make a change. Make a difference. Help me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that your call to us is simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. We thank you, Lord, that you ask us to examine ourselves, to discern and discover, to know what you're speaking to us, to depend on you, to look to you, and to hear from you clearly. And Lord you ask us to act. Even as we are reading here in Romans chapter 12 verses 6 through 8 here. Act. If this is your gift. If it is to teach then teach. If it is to prophesy then prophesy. If it is to serve, serve. And Lord help us. Help us to act. And in acting discover even more. Be confirmed. Realize. Realize. Maybe make corrections, but help us to take that step of faith. Help us not to wait for somebody else. Help us, Lord, to be obedient to your call and your command in our lives. And Father, as we do that, I thank you, Lord, that you will answer, you will lead, you will guide, you will direct. And you will cause us to be fruitful in the actions that we take. So, Lord, as we do that, as we... Examine ourselves as we act. We pray that our ultimate purpose and, Lord, the motivation, Lord, just as we're reading here, Lord, would be to build up the church, would be to see the church built up in you, would be to see the body of Christ become strong and mature. Lord God, help us. Help us, Lord, to give our all for that reason, for that outcome. Lord, many times when we have the spiritual gifts in us, Lord, we have not sought out and not really exercised them for the building up of the local church. Help us to do that. Lord, let this local church and let every local church and every person who is listening right even now that may be part of another church that may be listening to this message somewhere, somehow, Lord, let us all, let each one of us, Lord, seek, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts and exercise those gifts for the building up of the church. Help us, Lord. Grant us grace for that, Lord. We want to see the body of Christ being built up strong in these days, standing before you, Lord, without spot or blemish, maturing and serving and doing all things that would lift up the name of Jesus. And Father, as we do that, as we truly lift up Jesus, we pray that all people will be drawn unto you. We pray that people will be saved. We pray that people will be set free. We pray that people, Lord, who today don't even know you, would start to discover their gifts and then would exercise their gifts so that together, one with another, we would continue to build up the church. We ask all this 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 morning, all this in Jesus' name. Amen.